You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, what's up? I'm former Bills receiver Stevie Johnson, and you're listening to Nate and the fellas on the Circle in the Wagon podcast. It's only one way to roll. That's through the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Josh Allen can't get off the tarmac as the Jets beat the Bills in New Jersey 20-17 to to drop the Bills to 6-2 and on the season and 0-2 and in the division. Hello everyone, welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host Nate and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you are in the western New York or central New York area, do yourself a favor, check out the Delago Resort and Casino. Have a bite to eat, make a bet, have something to drink, you will not regret it. It is the jewel of Waterloo. We are going to discuss the Bills' loss today uh, to the Jets. Uh, it, was, it was a... It was a rough one. It was a rough one. Um, we're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet sassy. Sometimes you just got to laugh at yourself, you know? Sometimes you just got to try to find the humor in things. So uh, we're going to go over the our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game. Uh, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. I'm joined now by my co-host, John. And uh, John, this one, uh, this one hurt. Uh, the Bills were would it end up being like eleven point favorites in this game, and I was like, well, you know, I don't know if I can see them covering. I can see it being a little bit closer, but I think I was thinking like eight or nine point win. That's what for some reason in my head, that's where I I, I had the had the thought of where this game was going, right? And uh, let the game last week against the Packers didn't give me a ton of encouragement. Um, as after we broke down that game in that recap, uh, we thought it was okay. <laughs> like they still won. They still won by two scores, but it wasn't the best game. And here they were going into New Jersey. The Jets have a good run defense. It just mattered how Josh Allen and Zach Wilson were going to play. And Josh Allen, like I mentioned in the opening, I mean, he was still stuck. It's almost as if the Bills and Josh Allen in particular got worse since the bye week, which is crazy to think that, um, because they were so hot going into the bye week. Uh, I was not expecting this poor of a game. I mean, uh, you know, there were there were injuries. You know, there were injuries before the game. I mean, Matt Milano was inactive. Tredavious White was inactive. Again, Spencer Brown was inactive. Um, you know, just a lot of things. And then you had injuries. You know, Greg Rousseau left the game. 
Um, Kair Elam left the game at one point. Um, the Bills were battling with a lot of injuries. Uh, they, they had some poor tackling on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, drops by the wide receivers. But when it comes down to it, I mean, Josh Allen just had a really poor game um, the second week in a row, and an even worse game than last week uh, for Josh Allen. He was just... Uh, it looked like he was forcing the ball, which we're not used to seeing Josh do. And uh, when he was throwing interceptions, unlike interceptions we've seen in the past where, you know, someone might jump a coverage or something like that, it was like he was throwing it right into the receiver's arms, or I'm sorry, the defensive back's arms uh, in those cases and scenarios. He had two picks. He almost had a third. He should have had a third. Threw it right to the, the Jets player, the Jets defender. Um, he just didn't look good today. I mean, that's the biggest the biggest takeaway I can get. There's a ton of different things that we can go into, that the reasons why they lost. Um, there was some terrible officiating to go along with it, but in the end, I think it was Josh Allen and Josh Allen mostly to blame uh, for the loss uh, against the Jets today. Is that kind of what you get? Is that kind of your takeaway? Yes, I I was expecting a forty five point win for the Bills and that did not happen like there were issues with all the other things I mentioned coaching staff but when it comes down to it it was Josh Allen specifically like Josh Allen is the reason they lost today I I mean he's also the reason you know they scored 14 points or 17 points or whatever uh but I mean he just he was just giving the ball away to guys uh I was um he he looked terrible Mike Mike's in the house What's going on? We just we literally just started recording, man. Just started uh, a minute ago. We were talking about all the reasons that the Buffalo Bills uh, lost the game, but my my point was just that you know, I mean, you could blame it on you know uh, the coaching, which that was poor. The the injuries before and during the game, um, the poor tackling by the defense again, not being able to stop. It's funny. Someone mentioned on the Twitter space that we did earlier. Is that like you know the when the Bills would get the ball and they were tackled, they were tackled. They wouldn't just bounce around for another four or five yards. When the Jets had the ball, they were just you know they would bounce around for another four or five yards after the first hit, and the Bills just couldn't stop them. But what it comes down to for me was just it was Josh Allen. Josh Allen just played a terrible game, um, even worse than the than the game last week that we criticized him for. Um, I think it comes down to him. Uh, Mike, what what are your thoughts on? Yeah, I mean, the mustache is unsettling. <laughs> I would say. Did he start growing it at halftime last game? Because that's when things went downhill. <laughs> what uh, is what is up with that mustache, man? Like, I don't like mustache, yeah. Alan. <laughs> no, it's it's like clean shaven baby baby face, clean shaven or stubble. Yeah, I do <laughs> either. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's a Gillette. It can't be like in the Gillette contract that he's getting for that for that national commercial because it's like they wouldn't be like, hey, listen, man, just keep that creepy, uh, creepy uh, uh, pedof- pedophile <sighs> mustache. <laughs> like they'd be like, either shave it all off, like you said, clean shaven completely. That would really be good for Gillette's brand, or. Yeah, like you said, stubble or whatever he normally does, you know? So you blame Same the stash. Same with okay. Aaron Rodgers, man. Not a good luck. I feel like with Aaron Rodgers, though, he's embraced being the bad guy of mm-hmm. like... And Josh hasn't embraced that mustache yet. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> where do you come uh, out with... Uh, <laughs> what, in the game? <laughs> 
Ah, uh, stinks about the division, division rival. But they only one team's been undefeated. <laughs> so you're going to lose games, right? Just stinks. It's their own two in the division now. John, Mike Does John have a coworker that loves the Jets? Don't you have somebody that you always talk smack to, John? Makes it hit a lot harder for you. There's a Dolphins fan at work. Oh, it's Dolphins. Okay. Oh, so that must have sucked. But like, just play along. Do you, do you think the Bills even win? See me winking at you. <laughs> Dude, that is a good wink right I there. Video. <laughs> Yeah, I John. remember you saying like you t- you talk it up and then you have a so it it's like it it's significantly worse because you have to live with the loss longer because like when the Bills lose like I just cocoon myself for lack of a better like I don't want to see here until you start looking forward to the next game. <laughs> but I imagine if you had somebody at work like constantly razzing you, reminding you, it'd be a lot worse. Oh God. Do you imagine if there was like one in your family, like in your household, oh, uh, or your roommate? Oh, uh, oh, jeez, that just that just makes me cringe just thinking of it. It, it doesn't help that I talk shit relentlessly all week. <laughs> you so do talk a lot like, of shit, John. When, when, push, you when do. push comes to shove and they do lose, then it is usually never backed up with anything. Wanna... Mm. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> talk shit like you're like six five. <laughs> 320, I would say. <laughs> like the mountain in Game of Thrones. But, uh, I mean, this is nothing new. Like, during the drought, I did the same thing. Like, oh, no, you know, this is their year. <laughs> he's like he's like the mountain before puberty. He was, he was, he's talking <laughs> shit then. I'm going to get you. I'm going to crush you. I'm going to push my fingers through your eyeballs. <laughs> but are, aren't you guys worried at this point? Do you see the AFC standings? Like, aren't you worried the Bills might not even win the division at this point? Um, they. I I feel like on defense those, they were missing Jets, half their starters. Have, yeah, but like, who cares? Like, it's those Jets Dolphins all have six wins. Patriots have five wins. Like, everybody's worried about the number one seed. Okay, whatever. We took care of all the other division leaders, but their own division. If they can't win that, then what are they? I think this is wild card. <laughs> no, I think they. I don't know I think if that was a rhetorical question. This game, it felt like a lot of times when they're behind, like games we've watched this year, when they're behind, you're like, the Bills are going to win this. You just felt it. But like this game, even if it was tied, you're like, eh, I don't feel so good about this one. Like it felt like they were behind even when it was tied. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That That's how this game felt. I, I was not confident whatsoever. There's no point in this game where I was like, yeah, they might be able to sit the starters by the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, no, they're going to play the whole game. And Dude, I would say, like, one of the positive things, like, it was exciting. Some of the games we've watched this year, and it's been great from having heart attacks all those years or games that come right down to the wire and the Bills would eventually lose. But when they're up by 30, like, it's this this was an exciting game right to the end, I would say. It gave the suspense. It was something we haven't really felt this year. Yeah, I'd prefer to never have any suspense whatsoever. I think this <laughs> was just... the least exciting game. Ah, dude, there's a, a Twilight Zone, right, where the guy got everything he ever wanted. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's half the Twilight Zones. <laughs> was like, it he was the... a gambler, right, and won every single time. Like, oh, like every girl we talked to, 
Every girl, she, she, with, she, she, she what? Did, she what, Mike? <laughs> if you did everything you wanted, it would be very boring very quickly. <laughs> I think. Right? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'd like to try it out for a few days and then let you know. Go back to the go back to the the way life kicks you in the crotch every day. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was an exciting game right down to the end. I think Gabe Davis could have had that la- like that last catch. That was the game, man. Ah, yeah, that that catch. He should have caught that. He should have caught that. Yeah, the numbers in stride. Go up for it at least. Get the defensive pass interference. You don't come out with it. Make make an effort, your guy. I know. They would if if he had gone up for it, and like. Uh, it was. It was. He wasn't leading. Josh wasn't leading him well enough that if he went back for it enough and yank, and he had to go back into Sauce Gardner to get the ball, it would have been called, right? I don't. I. I think it should have been called pass interference, but I can see. Uh, I can see why not. they didn't. Yeah. 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 I can see why they didn't. I'm not. I'm not upset like I would be. Like, oh come on! Like they should have been. Like it probably should have been maybe, but they weren't calling it all game. So I get that. You know what I mean? Like. Like that's and and with the, this is all with the caveat that like prisoner of the moment is the last thing we remember because the last thing we saw there were twenty five plays that could have gone could have made a difference but that one like oh he's gonna they're gonna do it it's gonna be magical <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I still didn't think after even if they got that catch I was still worried <laughs> still worried they might not mm. that Bass would miss another field goal or something like that you know. It was. It was like fifty-five yards, kind of man. Cut it was that. It was that. It was that kind of game, though. He kicked one out of bounds. I mean, it's not like he had a good game, dude. He's been off this year. It just feels like. It's, but anyway, yes. Um, it was. It was an exciting close game, but uh, you know, even I. It's funny because you don't follow other teams like you do the Bills. In the Super Bowl years for the Patriots, when they won seven Super Bowls or whatever they won, like you knew that there were games like this where. The Patriots lost, and everyone's like, "They're done," you know. Like, they're the Brady Belichick era is over. They're like, fi- they're only five and three now. Like, it's just like, you know. They're, and then they Fitzpatrick lit them up. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, a new era, and like, yeah. no, they won for the, they won the Super. I think they won that year. <laughs> you know, they still ended up winning. Yeah, exactly. It does not matter. This game will not matter in a few, you know, weeks or a few months or whatever. You know, like, well, definitely in a few months, but you know, like. It, It'll be gone. We it'll be out of our minds. We'll be gone. We'll be gone. It will be gone. We'll blink out. <laughs> um, someone brought up a, a a really interesting point on Twitter. They're like, "This might be the Gettysburg of the season. This game is like what causes, hopefully, hopefully, a turnaround for how they view the rest of the season and how they go into games or how they change things or whatever." Not that I think that they were getting too cocky. Maybe they were a little bit. Maybe they were feeding off of their own. Um, but the Union won Gettys- in Gettysburg. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, true. Well, you know what I mean. Like, you know, the changing. It's just a turning point. That's just Gettysburg the game maybe, alliteration. Okay. Just, just maybe last season, last game was the Gettysburg where they actually won, even though playing terrible, mm. and then lost the next battle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be like you know. Literal, like everything. Because yeah. <laughs> John, before the podcast, he's like, "Well, could it be the Gettysburg? Because the Jets are in the North." And I'm like, "Ah, like let's let's just let's just keep it simple. Gettysburg, turning point of the of the season. How's that? Turning point of the season could be this game, and they could come back out of the you know bounce right back. It's better for them to get punched in the face in November than in January. Like when it matters, then like you want like last year, 
they had a stretch of like three or four games like this. And then they got hot in December and January. And if not for 13 seconds, they would have been in the AFC Championship game. And hot on that game, too. You know, so how you execute later on in the season matters so much more. I remember the the Patriots going like almost 500 in September and October, and then they'd go almost undefeated the rest of the season. So uh, anyway, I'm just saying, all is not lost. It doesn't look good for sure. Um, a lot of things had to go wrong. It was kind of like the, the Jacksonville game last year or the, you know, the Miami game earlier this year. Like, what had to go wrong? All these things, and then and then it was finally lost. But at least with the Dolphins game, you could say, like, Josh looked pretty good. Like, he did not look pretty good today. He was throwing to receivers. He was throwing to DBs as if they were receivers. You know, like, he was... It wasn't like he put up a 50-50 jump ball, and it just so happened, like, the DB got a bigger jump on it. Like, he was throwing them right in stride. <laughs> like, hitting them. Like, here was Bill's receiver. Here was Jets DB trailing Bills receiver and Josh threw it to the Jets DB instead. I was like, what? Like what he did that last week against the Packers to Jair Alexander, but we were just kinda like, well, you know, he has one of those. Okay, we'll give him one. Well he had two of those today and he almost had three. So um I think it all falls mostly on Josh, but I mean the the Bills didn't do him any favors. This was one of those games where Josh played poor enough that he really needed the defense to step up and they just didn't. He needed another takeaway. He needed them to score a touchdown. He needed, uh, a, I don't know, a kickoff return touchdown. He I don't did know, have something. a takeaway, and then he threw an interception right afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only gave up 20 points. It's not like, I mean, that's pretty good in the same age, right? Like, that's, and especially with the offense, is supposed to be number one or number two in scoring. You should get at least 20 points, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Jets have a good defense. I think I think the offensive line for the Bills was an issue. I think this offensive line is okay, and I think that if Josh doesn't make them look good, then they're not that good. I think he had a lot of pressure today. I don't think the Josh, Bills' defense put a lot of pressure on the on, on the Jets' offense. What were you going to say? Yeah, the Jets controlled the line on both sides of the ball, and then Allen made poor decisions on top of that. That's mm-hmm. why they lost. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that Tremaine Edmonds... Uh, interception where he came down with the ball and then they were like, oh, it goes to the Jets because <laughs> they both were probably fighting for it at the end. Even though if you looked at like the replay in slow motion, like Edmonds had the interception and he came down with it, but then Uzama, um, the Jets tight end, like must have grabbed it away or they must have been both fighting for it. If it's a 50-50 ball, they always give it to the the receiver. So uh, the Jets, you know, give them credit. They went right up the line, snapped it, and, you know, Nothing happened. <laughs> they ended up like fourth and one, and then they go for the fake punt, and they get it. Like nothing went wrong for the Jets today, like uh, execution-wise. Minus, minus the uh, the kickoff at the beginning of the game, which like the guy slipped on the on the kickoff for the Jets, and uh, like one other thing I can't remember. Oh yeah, the the Jets fumble. Like like John mentioned, the strip sack by Devon Miller. I mean, what else went wrong for the Jets today? I mean, they had a pretty mistake-free game. So, sometimes that's all that does it. So, let's go into our stats of the game. Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Josh Allen, fire emoji rating today. I'm going to give you the stats before I give you the fire, before we ask for the fire emoji rating out of five. Josh Allen, 18 for 34, barely 50% completion percentage. 
205 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, but he also had nine, he also was a leading rusher for the Bills, nine attempts, 86 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> so almost 300 yards altogether, both passing and rushing. John, what do you give him for fire emojis out of five? One. One. Wow. <laughs> Mike. One and a half. Yeah, I'm going one and a half. I was I was toying between two and one and a half, and I'm going one and a half as well. Just if it, it, honestly, if you didn't have the rushing year, I mean, what what could you give him a one? I don't know if we'd be can... a zero for me if it wasn't for that the rushing, right? Yeah, can we do? I haven't even thought about doing zeros. Is everything? It was going to be a zero, but eighty six yards and two touchdowns. Okay, it's pretty good for running back. I'll give him a, I'll give a point for that. Like, <laughs> he was a great running back today. <laughs> yeah. And then I was worried at the end when he took that one hit in the end zone. Uh, I was worried about did he injure his arm? Like, or did he did he pull his thumb back? Like, what happened on that strip that luckily Ryan Bates recovered? Uh, you know that was kind of worrisome. So hopefully that's not an issue. Hopefully he's playing next week. But also rushing. Come on, ball. he was pressured all game though. It's not his fault. Where's Dawson Knox? That's a great question. That's an absolutely great you question. Him? You don't use him. Come on! <laughs> is it that they're not using him? Or they're not looking for him, or he's not getting open? I wonder. I wonder which is which because <laughs> I, I don't know. Dawson Knox. I, I'll go into his stat line real quick. He had uh, three receptions on four targets for twenty-five yards. That's it. It's been a very underwhelming season for. Uh, and Ken, Ken Dorsey didn't, wasn't an inspired play-calling game. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's see. Dawson Knox ranks for tight ends so far this season. 31st in yards on the season. That's pretty shitty. And then he ranks, jeez, 19th. I guess I guess tied for like 10th in touchdowns. So not that great. Pretty crappy year for Dawson Knox uh, so far. Um, you kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt, considering the you know the personal things. Um, hard to say though. Devin Singletary was the next leading rusher for the Bills, eight carries for twenty-four yards. James Cook four carries for fifteen yards, and Isaiah McKenzie. Can we just give up on the Isaiah McKenzie thing? <laughs> like, like he had a couple of good games. I think it's time to just free Shakir. Let Shakir, anyone, I don't care who it is, if it's Crowder or just, I think someone else needs to be in there. I don't think McKenzie's the answer. Yeah, like for the last two or three years now, like we first came on board, it's like, oh, okay, gadget player, whatever. None of that's changed. He's not, he's not what they need. He's not progressed. What they need is another Cole Beasley-like player, right? Like if they're going to use him in the slot, they need a guy that can, that can get open for Josh and be like a little safety valve, right? Yeah, what's Beasley doing? Bring him back. <laughs> Did you see his tweets over the weekend? I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he wants to come back. To be honest, I'll take him back. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm not against it. I I didn't. I did. I love Cole Beasley, the player. I didn't hate him off the field either. To be honest, um, that's a whole other issue. But it's like you know, they could use him. His play did trail off towards the end, though. I will say that. Um, 
Gabriel, so Stephon Diggs, the leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, five receptions on 10 targets for 93 yards. He did have that one really great reception for first down, and then it got called back by some Deion Dawkins holding penalty, which then looking at Twitter and social media for the replay of it, it was pretty ticky-tacky holding call. Um, it didn't really look like holding, to be honest, especially when they weren't calling holding all day long on the offensive line of either team. So They called it on the last drive. We didn't even get to see the play. Yeah, yeah, they did. You're right. That was the last. I think it was the first down, and then it was oh, first and twenty. That that back. was the play. I think I'm talking about the oh. the the Deion Dawkins. Yeah, that was the one. Mm, yes, yeah, yes. Because I remember they didn't show it on instant replay at all. What what is what is wrong with CBS? Like, how does it like like it, the the most important impactful uh, penalties? You know. Well, let's see if it was a. Uh, we saw the Zach when Zach Wilson ran for a first down or got hit out of bounds. Like we saw that three or four different times, and we heard the Jets fans going, "Oh, come on!" It's like he's a runner guy; like he's gonna get hit. <laughs> like he gotta, you know, we saw that three or four times, but we can't see the Deion Dawkins holding penalty. Gabriel Davis, the next leading receiver, two receptions on five targets for thirty-three yards. I thought it was a pretty awful game by Gabriel Davis, all things considered. <clears throat> Dawson Knox, we mentioned that. Devin Singletary, four receptions on five targets for 24 yards. Uh, and then James Cook. On the Jets' side of the ball, here's a pop quiz for you guys. How many more or less yards did the Bills have than the Jets? Total. How many more or less yards did the Bills have than the Jets on offense? I'll go with Mike first. I don't know. Well, who do you think had more yardage? Let's start with that one, if you had to guess. Kind of hard to tell, right? Mm. <laughs> it's not obvious. I was a little surprised when I saw this. Mm. I know Mike likes when I give him a little Easter egg like that. John, do you have? Who do you think had more yardage? Mm. Oh, Jets. Jets. What about you, Mike? Jeez, really, Zach Wilson? It did gash him on the runs. I just remember that long, those long drives. Michael Carter had a rush for 25 yards. James Robinson had one for 16 yards. Zach Wilson had one for 13 yards. Ty Johnson had one for 12 yards. Some long runs. Long runs. But so did so did Allen. It felt like yeah, Allen had, had that, that one that 36 yard yep. digs. Yeah, it felt fairly even. As I'm, it's close. I'm not going to lie. It's close. I guess I'd say Bills by thirty. It was Bills the, by twenty nine. <laughs> it was it was the Bills. It was the Bills uh, by seven. <laughs> the Bills. Uh, yeah, I said twenty nine. So <laughs> yeah, but your first one said Jets. So, <laughs> so if you go by yes, that, then, first, then Mike so wins. I was, you know, we're just trying to move the conversation along because he wasn't saying anything. <laughs> He was stalling. Mm. The Bills had 317 yards. The Jets had 310 yards. I got to be honest. If I didn't know that number, I would have thought Jets. I'd have thought Jets. The way that the Bills were struggling all day. Struggling. Uh, <laughs> I well, mean, seven yards. I mean, it's basically, it's, it's basically even, right? I mean, basically, mm. yeah. Mm. Zach Wilson was Not really, eight- though. <laughs> 
Zach Wilson was 18 for 25, 154 yards and one touchdown, zero interceptions. Michael Carter, 12 attempts for 76 yards, one touchdown. Mike, I thought of you. Last week, do you remember when you talked about Jordan Phillips uh, just shoulder-checking guys uh, last week against the Packers? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matt Waldman on Twitter, um, he was he was like doing some live breakdowns of the games, like where he would slow down his DVR, like with his camera and point to something and saying, why did he do that? Well, Michael Carter, the Jets leading rusher, they're like number 97 from the Bills, Jordan Phillips, tries to tackle him with his shoulder instead of wrapping him. He's like, which might work, but it didn't in this case. And he ran for another five yards. So he did the, mm. like, I thought that was just like, for some reason in my head, I'm like, oh, that's just a one-off from Jordan Phillips. He just wanted to, like, throw his shoulder into someone. But I guess that's apparently how he tackles because he did the same thing this week and it was didn't go as well. So mm. apparently ta- apparently, uh, wrapping up is still the best way to tackle. He's protecting his hands, man, his fingers, his hands, and his arms. Yeah. <laughs> not protecting the Bills. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather he protect the Bills' defense, the Bills' run defense, than his arms, fingers, and yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't bump him hard enough. <laughs> um, James Robinson was the next leading rusher, 13 carries for 48 yards, and then Zach Wilson was the next leading rusher. Uh, Jared Wilson was the leading receiver, eight receptions on nine targets for 92 yards. And then the next leading receiver was like Uzama for three receptions on three targets for 16 yards. At one point, I'm like, are you guys going to start defending Garrett Wilson or something? Because like, I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> that's that's it for Stats of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to go into our Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game and our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers. So stick around. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us, even uh, after this loss to the Jets. Uh, I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike. And uh, let's go into our sweet, sassy, molassie plays of the game. You know what's cool is uh, one of our listeners uh, asked, like, what is the sweet, sassy, molassie soundbite from? Like, what is that from? And I keep forgetting it because we've been doing it for years, or what seems like years now. And uh, and the the skit is even older than that, but it was from a someone was like it was, sounds like Ray Romano. It is in fact Ray Romano, 
and it's from an SNL skit where basically he was with Tim Meadows, who was pretending to be Stuart Scott, and back it was like 1999 or 2000 when you know Stuart Scott and Sports Center were huge, and he's like booyah, you know that's right, and then you know uh, Ray Romano's you know funny weird white guy version of it was like sweet sassy molassy you know uh and, it, and you got to check out this kid if you have not it's really funny it's like he's like you know he's he's going over you know play by play for you know a hockey game he's like and he said oh you know don't stick that puck up my pooper and the other guy said oh i am gonna stick that puck up your pooper <laughs> it goes from there so sweet sassy molassy play of the game for this uh john i'll start with you what do you have as your sweet sassy, sweet sassy molassy play of the game? I I don't have any plays of the game. <laughs> John, John, do we have to uh, text your wife to make sure you're going to be okay tonight? Because I feel like this is one of those games where we have to talk you off a ledge and be like, it's going to be okay, everything's fine. It's just they're six and two. They're still doing great. They're almost seven and one. Not fine for sure. Everything is not fine. Okay, all right. <laughs> no. they're, they're, they, they, the division is at risk. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think, though, that they're going to come out of this on top. No? I mean, we, you had them going undefeated before the season. If, you, if I were to tell you, you know, they're going to lose two of their first eight games, you wouldn't be like, well, there goes the division. <laughs> You'd be like, okay, well, they'll probably only lose, you know, one or two more games the rest of the season, right? Well, new information has come to light. There's a lot of ins and outs, a lot of what have yous. But if you thought that the Bills were going to lose the division, what would you think would have to happen? Like, the Bills would have to lose Josh Allen, right? Or Stephon Diggs, or something like that. They haven't lost either of those two guys, and they're going to get Tredavious White back next week. But they've lost and their first probably two Matt Milano. Games. What's that? They've already lost their first two divisional games. That's true. They can still go 4-2. and two. They could easily go 4-2. and two. John, they could have won these last two games. They could have won the game against Miami if not for the heat, the injuries, everything but, but like they that. Didn't. that. But they didn't. It counts as a loss. Now they go and play Minnesota next week, who only has one loss. And who, do they, who does the rest of the division play? Easier opponents, right? Well, luckily, you know, the Vikings don't have a really good run game or anything. So they've been doing the Bills have been doing really good, really well against, you know, teams with running backs. So we don't have to worry about that. And then they play Cleveland the week after that. Right. Another, another somewhat, win? somewhat decent run, running team. But you got to figure the, there are going to be teams that they're going to have these games against the Bills too this season, right? Like teams that just you know have a terrible game against the Bills that aren't that are okay or decent, you know. So it's going to happen. They were like this was like the doll. In my opinion, this was like the Dolphins game. There were like five or six things that if they go differently, the Bills win the game. And that includes, you know, the Tyler Bass making that field goal. That includes uh, Josh Allen not throwing one or two, that one interception in the red zone to start the game. Um, you know, Josh Allen not getting the, or that uh, the play that Mike mentioned, the Stephon Diggs, you know, toe tap uh, catch where D- it got called back by the Deion, Do- Deion Dawkins holding penalty. Um uh, if Matt Milano plays the game, if uh, Gabe Davis catches that ball at the end, um, I just mentioned five things right there. So I think this was another game where everything had to go wrong, and then the Bills lost. 
Everything's not going to go wrong. I mean, has it happened twice a season? Yes. But it's not going to happen all the time. It's not going to happen... I, I bet you that this sort of game doesn't happen three more times during the rest of the season. <laughs> Maybe once or twice. Maybe once or twice. But that's 13-4. and 13-4, four. and four, they win their division. They won... They, they probably get the first seed in the AFC, too. So... I mean, Chicago didn't do us any favors. I wish they were, you know, had beaten the Dolphins. It's like no one can beat the Dolphins, apparently, but whatever. Um, Mike, what do you have as your sweet sassy molassy play of the game? For me, it'd be Allen's sec- second touchdown run. The 36-yarder. Yep. Yeah, that was mine. That was mine, too. 36-yard uh, touchdown run to make it 14-3. to I was going to say... Uh, um, it was almost, it was this close to being that Von Miller strip sack in the third quarter on third and six. It was like the Jets were driving for like eight minutes. They were about to um, either get a first down and continue the drive or kick a field goal. And on third and six, Von Miller, you know, gets fi- finally gets some pressure on Zach Wilson, gets around the edge. Epinesa recovers it. The Bills get the ball back, and you're like, okay, the Bills are up 14 to 10. This could be the moment where they, like, just blow the doors off this, right? Go up 21-10 or something, just make this a game. And Josh throws an interception, like, two plays later, <laughs> right to the Jets. And so then the Jets did get their touchdown right after that. Then the Bills, or then they went up 17-14 over the Bills, and then it was, it was pretty much over by then. But, uh... That could have been the Gettysburg of the game. That could have been the Sweet Sassy Molassie play of the game. But uh, it was nothing. It ended up not even mattering. As good of a play as that was. Uh, yeah, I have to give it to Allen in the 36-yard touchdown run. <clears throat> Isn't that cool? Did, you guys saw how, like, he was, like, the momentum brought him and he, like, flipped himself up on his back or something. Like, he was kind of somersaulting over. And I don't know if it was just an athletic move or it was just momentum or whatever, but that was pretty cool. That was cool. So that made it even more of a sweet sassy molassy play the game. All right, let's no let's go over to the wall of fame and wall of shame. Let's start with the wall of fame. John, I'm going to ask you for your wall of fame first. Uh, who do you put on your wall of fame in this one? I don't know why you're bothering asking me. <laughs> nobody. It's nobody. I knew you were going to say that. So John says nobody. Mike, who do you have on your wall of fame? I'm struggling to come up with someone. I think I'm going to go Stefan Diggs, but still not a great game. But, I mean, who else stood out for the Buffalo Bills on offense or defense at all? Like, no one did, right? Like, Stephon Diggs still had 93 yards, and he should have had over 100, but that play was called back. So I think he did what he could. Um, but, yeah, almost almost nobody. John, I feel like uh, so. Like your highs are really high, and your lows are really low with the team. Is that what's it called, Mike? What's a psychological disorder? Is that bipolar? No, that's not bipolar. That's John um, with John. He's he John. seems to be manic. Manic. That's what I meant. Manic depressive, right? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. A little more depressive than manic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lows are really low. <laughs> I feel like that's a good portion yeah. of the fan base, though. Not gonna lie, I was like that for a few hours after the game. <laughs> Like, I'm making dinner, all right? <laughs> it's just the way it is. You know, you're just not in a happy place. And uh, What about the wall of shame? It usually only lasts a week. It's fine. <laughs> only lasts a week? You Would you say, when when does your depression 
turn around? Is it like Wednesday when you start looking forward to the next game? Or does it get even more depressing because you're like, oh, this game looks even harder than the game we just lost? It's a week. It takes a week. It takes a week? So like literally till game time next Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I love you, John, because like the Bills will score a touchdown and you're like, Super Bowls in all caps and Zs, all the Zs and the exclamation points. And then, like, Josh throws an interception. You're like, game's over. <laughs> this is, it's it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. All right, let's go to the wall of shame. Um, John, I'll go to you again for the wall of shame. I love going to you first. This is just, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, we're just, I'm just going to keep going to you. If I keep talking to you, keep trying to take you out of your rut. Like, I think. It's I almost think... like you get some sick pleasure out of <laughs> Asking me these questions, I could skip you if you want. If you if you're just trying to say leave Josh me alone, Josh Allen. Josh Allen's on the wall. Of Josh shame. Allen's on the wall of shame. That's fair. That's a that's a good one to put on the wall of shame. Is that the first time we put Josh on the wall of shame? No, you, you did it last week, I think. But you had to reach for that one. I think you're just like, well, I guess. I think he said. I think he yeah. put Josh on. That's very fair yeah. this week. I don't think there's any question. And he said so after the game in his post game press conference. He's like, I played like shit. So. It's hard to win when you play when your quarterback plays like shit. So he knows he didn't play well, that's for sure. Uh Mike, who do you have on your wall of shame? I guess Dorsey. You need to put up more points than that with this offense. Yeah, the game planning definitely felt like it was it was game planning, it was coaching, it was execution on both sides of the ball. Offense, defense. Easy things like tackling, like last I week. I feel like the defense, it, it, it was sloppy, but they were missing so many starters. And not just starters, their best players. And still, to hold, the, the Jets are not a great offensive team, but the Bills should be able to score 20 points. Yeah. Hey, the Patriots scored 32 against them, right? The week before. Uh, I'm going to go all the shame. Um Josh Allen as well. I mean, I could easily put poor tackling, Gabe Davis. He accounted for all of their touchdowns. He's supposed to. He's the quarterback, right? Like, mostly he's supposed to. A lot of teams rely on their running back. The Bengals today. Yeah, true. True. Well, they don't need another running back. They need a quarterback. John, I'm just going to... John John says hurtful things when he's angry. (laughs) That's that's right. You don't think that. You don't mean that. Don't kill yourself. You're too sexy. <laughs> it's like it's like when my six-year-old gets like really upset over something, like very trivial. Well, not trivial, but it means a lot. It would be like, you know, oh, okay, all right, well, you know, all right, well, you can't do that anymore. He's like, fine, I'll just break it. I'll just break that toy that it's like, all right, that's a little dramatic there, buddy. <laughs> like, you don't, I mean, break your own toy if you really want to. I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy because I paid for it, but I don't think you're... I think... I'm going to call your bluff on this one. I don't think you're going to do it. John, we don't need a new quarterback. You know we don't. Josh Allen just had a bad game. No, that's not what I meant. But, like, like you're talking... Like, you're, like, giving him a pass because he had these rushing yards. It's like, well, that's fine. Anybody could do that. Running... We've talked about this before. Running backs are a dime a dozen. Yet the Bills don't have they can, one. They need somebody that can throw the ball. Obviously, they do have somebody that can throw the ball, but this game, he sucked. Mm. 
I will agree with that. I mean, the rushing, the running game. Yeah. It would be a totally different narrative if there were a couple things went the other way. If there wasn't that offensive holding call, just on the last drive alone, it was a great pass to Diggs. It's great pass to Davis. It's just like I wouldn't put it all on him by any stretch. He's he's got poor decision making in the last six quarters. That's concerning. I'm torn. I'm you guys both bring up really good points. Um. Why why don't we say like uh, the rest of the team the team around Josh let him down as well Josh Josh had some really bad plays uh, was unable to really move the ball in certain times of the game but I mean the the receivers let him down I I just mentioned with Mike that that uh, that Jordan Phillips Matt Waldman was breaking down the Jordan Phillips like shoulder bump tackle what about when I was I was also I think I retweeted this too where they showed Gabe Davis like trying to catch the ball and he's trying to like clap the ball. I think he called it clapping the ball with his hands instead of using his hands to catch the ball. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it all falls squarely on Josh. The more that you know, you mention it, but he didn't have a good game. <clears throat> he wasn't able to overcome the rest of the mistakes from the offense uh, to win this one, or the defense. Uh, so yeah. Edgar Donnybrook on Twitter brought up Josh Allen's mustache as Wall of Shame. Um, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. I think that I think that one deserves to be on the Wall of Shame. Will you be paying for a blue check mark? We don't have a blue check mark now, so. Um, Will you be paying for one? Ooh, can you actually get one? Because before it's kind of hard to get one as a uh, as an entity that's not like a certain person. Because I think you need like if you're like a group. Or something like that. You need a website. We don't have a specific website. And I don't feel like getting one. The website would probably cost eight bucks a month. <laughs> so then, you know, what's the point? But um, if 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 I didn't have to go through the, if I just had to pay eight dollars a month, maybe, maybe. I think that's what it will be. Just literally, just pay you eight dollars a month and you get one. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't play. I don't pay for Twitter Blue, and that's only four dollars a month. So. You think Elon's going to make uh, Twitter better or worse? Hmm. I don't know. You know, I heard this is a perfect time to bring up this story. Everyone thinks Elon Musk is always this like guy who started from nothing and like built his empire when really he was like came from a very very rich family and just kind of like, you know, sold some stuff off, right? Um, Mike, you're a big mm-hmm. Elon guy, right? Or I you used to be? That. No, <laughs> Mike's like I don't want I don't want <laughs> I don't want half the <laughs> listeners to hate me <laughs> and half the listeners to love me. Um, I was reading this. I'm trying to get into reading, and I'm reading this book that I purchased. <laughs> why, is that, why is that funny, John? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't Jeez. realize I wasn't muted. <laughs> well, what the, what the hell? <laughs> I'm trying to get into reading. John's like, ah, that's the funniest thing I've ever freaking heard. Um, so... I'm reading this this book about uh, how Southern Colorado was formed, and there was this guy named Otto Mears. Now, Mike, Mike, you read a lot. Have you ever heard of Otto Mears? No, Nate. He's like he was this Russian. Um, uh, he was a Russian immigrant from the 1840s or the 1830s. I can't remember uh, exactly, but 
he came over to Russia. He was an orphan at age three. And he came he, over... He immigrated to Russia? That's rough. From Russia. No, no, from Russia <laughs> to America, to New York City. Okay. Uh, when he was three years old. New York City. <laughs> to, can I finish a okay. damn story? Can I finish? <laughs> John's laughing at me about reading. <laughs> Mike's using El Paso picante sauce jokes. Peace! Peace picante <laughs> Whatever. Okay, I'm done. I'm not telling the story. So no, let's sorry. go over to Twitter. No, no, I don't want right, to tell anything. No, 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 no. You guys have uh, done your part. So he was the, the he was the first true rags to riches story. He pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Yep. All right, you got it. So I don't need to repeat it. So, um, every, please what follow are bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> There's the John we know. He's laughing. He's having a good time. He's back. He's back. That's all it took. He, I just had to mention that I, I'm starting to read, and he's just like, bah, that's the funniest thing I've heard all week. <laughs> he's in a, he's in a great, there's the, there's the manic part of his disorder. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I like to see the, um, if you're not following us on Twitter, please follow us at CTWpod, like Circling the Wagons Pod. After every game, I say, who or what Soon is on to your... have a blue check mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We will see. So what's the story with Otto? Uh, it was just... It was a really interesting story about a guy, a child, who is three years old, completely orphaned, um, moves to uh, New York City to be with his only uncle who also had 12 kids at the time. <laughs> he went over, you know, sees, which takes months to do when you're a child. And then he meets his uncle. And then eventually, like, he can't live with him anymore. He has to move to San Francisco um, to live with a, uh, another relative. And then when he gets to San Francisco at the age of 10, he uh, the, the relative's not waiting for him. <laughs> like, he literally uh, has to start off on his own in San Francisco as a child that doesn't speak English at 10 years old. And not only does he do that, like he goes to the gold rush in, you know, 1849 and he ends up going into the military and he ends up like doing, he ends up becoming a multimillionaire at the time, which is pretty impressive because like he just keeps taking advantage of like all these small opportunities. Like when he was in the army, you know, the, one of the quartermasters is like, who can bake bread? And he's like, I can, even though he couldn't bake bread bread and he would just kind of like wing it and he ended up like he and the quartermaster gave him way more flour than he needed to make bread because the quartermaster didn't know how to make bread so then he ended up selling the flour to the indians and he ended up making like thousands of dollars at the time off of it which is so much money you know by now and then he ended up you know making his own general store and then building toll passes and then running uh the first uh uh what is th- why why am I blanking the beep 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 Morse code um, no oh. <laughs> Morse code the stenogram I can't remember what that I can, for some reason I'm blanking but you know beep 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 like he ended up doing the first one of those in the in Colorado Graf. <laughs> telegraph, telegraph thank you yes uh, ended up uh, starting uh, what he started a company which ended up being UPS essentially um, 
But, I mean, he did, like, 10 or 15 other things. And you're thinking about it, there's a 10-year-old boy who ended up in a city. Like, we all have, like, cousins or children or, you know, nephews or nieces. It's like, could you imagine them being 10 years old and being in a city where they didn't know the language and be like, well, good luck, hope you don't die, or, you know, (laughs) anything else. And not only did he survive, uh, he thrived and he, like, became so successful. So, anyway, I just thought it was an interesting story. It's like... It's like the American dream actually, you know, personified. So that's all. All right. So let's go into our wall of fames and wall of shames what on can, Twitter. That's really interesting. What can we take out of it? Um, that even when you think things seem tough, it could always be worse, John. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. like, I, I even told my kids this weekend about that story. Like, hey, you know, like, not all the facts of it, you know, (laughs) but uh, like, you know, there's nothing you cannot do. There's literally nothing you cannot do if you, if you try hard enough for the most part. Uh, (laughs) And and nothing is worse than a loss. Uh, You don't think Otto, Otto had a few losses along the way. He, uh, he had a rough go of it. He could have been like, well, I guess I might as well not even try, you know, but he, I think he ended up like milking cows and like selling papers in San Francisco just to make his way before he was old enough to join the army. So Miss T writes wall of fame, Josh as a running back wall of shame, the whole team, including Josh and all the coaches seriously poor play by the offense, defense and special teams. No Gettysburg sweet sassy was Josh's second rushing touchdown. There you go. There you go, Mike. Colby Pleasance writes, Wall of Fame, I honestly don't know, but I guess Diggs, dude played well. Wall of Shame, Josh Allen again. He failed us today, and our defense looked like a JV defense. I could have run through them. (laughs) Gettysburg, Josh Allen, and stupid interceptions. Dude is blind. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) I don't know if he's blind, but he definitely wasn't wasn't throwing the ball where he needed to. I get it. I get it. Bill Lasso. A lot of anger. I mean, there's a lot of frustration after. This is, you know, we're recording this hours after the game happened, but these tweets are like almost, you know, right after the game has transpired. Bill Lasso writes, Wall of Fame, Captain Cook. Mike, there you go, buddy. What do you think of that? First reference to Captain Cook by an external source. Mike's like, meh. Um... He writes, looking for upside, he's becoming something special. Wall of shame, frustrated Josh. By the way, I do like Captain Cook, the more I think of it. Um, I have some other nicknames I want to throw by you. When the when those players have a good game, I got some other nicknames for you. Uh, he, what are they? Do you, do you really want to hear them right now? I don't like being teased, man. You like you like uh, you like a good tease, don't you? You like I like instant gratification. <laughs> you like? Aren't you the one that? It was a big fan of edging. Wasn't that your thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, man. Seems like uh, instant gratification. So, um, Taryn Johnson. Mm-hmm. Taryn. The one we used to call Taryn the Taint Johnson. <laughs> Taryn Johnson or Taryn the Perineum. Mm-hmm. Taryn Johnson. I got this one. Taryn the Robber Baron Johnson. Taryn the Robber Baron. Especially after the pick the other against the Chiefs. Okay, and then... uh, You were just celebrating 
like robber baron has certainly a negative connotation i would say yeah but you know not if you're the robber baron it doesn't it's like it's a great time if you're that guy we're just celebrating otto he sounds like a robber baron but i don't think you can top taryn the taint johnson no john i I think i can john hates the bird taint so i don't really like either one of them Okay, let's see. Um, I also have a few for Matt Milano, okay? Does one of them have anything to do with the the cookie? Um, No, although I did like that. I just couldn't come up with any that were like that. How about the cookie? The Milano. Who cares, though? What what does a cookie have to do with football? Just like the Milano cookie. I mean, that's literally his name, Matt Milano. At least least Captain Cook, like, sounds kind of cool. Captain Cook. But if your nickname for him was James Cook, like, yeah. Well, what was the jingle that went along with the, the Milano cookie? Uh, Buy a Milano cookie. <laughs> they are the best. <laughs> Is that it? Don't buy the other cookies. They <laughs> suck ass. <laughs> uh... John, you're the third chorus line. Sorry, I didn't think you guys would make it that far. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, how about for, for Matt Milano, Maddie Mahler, or Maddie Massacre? I like Mahler. That sounds like a, like a Boston thing. Like a Maddie Mahler, hey, you know? But Massacre is kind of like the Boston Massacre, because he's from Boston, or at least he went to Boston College. Maddie Massacre. Maddie Murder. Maddie the Mangler, Maddie the Mauler. What do you think? If you had to guess, I like Mauler best. I like Matt the Cookie Milano. <laughs> the Cookie Monster Milano. The Cookie Mauler. Jeez, oh, John, that's like the worst of all three ideas. <laughs> Jeez, I'm still bitter about you making fun of me for reading. So, <laughs> worst. <laughs> Someone came up with the no, idea. It was the fact. It was the fact that you said you're taking an interest in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, books. Books are okay. So anyway, those are my other ideas. Robber Baron, and Mauler. I was using the Silent Assassin, or somebody said the uh, the Silent or the Smooth Criminal. Silent Criminal. Smooth Criminal. I like Smooth Criminal, but Maddie the Mauler just sounds sounds. Sounds good. If you guys w- tell me, uh, DM us, message us. This 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 episode is going super long, but uh, message us. Let us know if there's one that you like better. Captain Cook apparently is in though, so uh, Mike wins that one until someone comes up with a better one. Um, <laughs> let me share my screen again. Okay. Uh, Wall of Shame, frustrated Josh. He plays bad when he's frustrated and better when he's happy. Little Dirty with some disgusting no catches. Also, Patterns seems just like Miami. Injured defense, hurt their quarterback, and then came back. Richard Richard W. Griswold writes, Wall of Fame goes to Josh Allen running and digs and Von Miller, who played their hearts out. Wall of Shame goes to Josh Allen passing. The the admittedly thin defenses missed tackling and poor coverage. Johnson and Elam burned repeatedly. Pay Poyer. 
you know, someone brought up on the Twitter spaces, they're like, you know, what do you expect from, you know, the Bills' defense? They're playing without four or five starters. Like, they're going to be bad. And I think, John, you kind of mentioned it. That's why it kind of goes towards more of Josh's fault because, you know, the defense with all of these, maybe we take it for, for granted this this season, the Bills being able to step up without uh, their starters on defense especially. But uh, I think this is this was clear that this was just, you know, it was mostly on Josh, I think. Mike Graham writes, Wall of Fame, the Skycam breaking, giving us a break from watching that game. <laughs> Wall of Shame, people calling out anyone who says Josh Allen played awful. awful. No one is saying he is a bad quarterback. He just played terrible today. The rest of the team played just as bad. It's not an attack on Josh Allen. It's just facts. I like Mike's part. Mike's point of that. I mean, you can say the, the two aren't mutually exclusive. Like, you can say Josh Allen had a bad game. Doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. You can say he was a bad quarterback today. It doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback overall. I like how social media definitely bends things. It's like, how oh, could you say that about Josh Allen? He's the best quarterback we've had in 25 years. It's like, well, yeah, but still. Chris Greaves wrote, writes, Hate to say it, but Allen goes on the wall of shame today. Not even close to what we have come to expect from him. He used a sad emoji, which is very uh, apropos. He also writes, Wall of Fame, Poyer, Hyde, White, and Milano. Turns out we need more than Taron the Taint Johnson on the back end of the defense. And Milano is a beast. Yes, Chris. Yes, let's see. Have I ever done a live follow on the podcast? I think I have. I'm already following Chris, but I would definitely follow him back for a Taron the Taint Johnson reference. Josh Allen's left arm. <laughs> Wall of Fame, Bills Mafia showing up in New Jersey. Wall of Shame, McDermott. He's been the leader of the team for too long for us to have the same weaknesses every year. No run game creativity and get and gets overwhelmed by teams committing to the run. Terrible. We can't keep the same formula and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, kind of feels that way. Hopefully we play a team that can't do those things. I don't know. I think I think them getting back some of those players that Chris just mentioned, uh, Poyer, White, Milano, I think that makes a huge difference. Dude, Matt, us losing Matt Milano is such a big difference. I I think it still makes more of a difference than losing Tremaine Edmonds, in my opinion. I know that we don't have to talk about Tremaine Edmonds. I think he had a pretty good game, but still, <laughs> I think he makes such a such a difference on the field. Original Hatriot writes, Wall of Fame, the Von Miller strap. Or strap, <laughs> Von Miller strip sack. If only he could play on offense too. <laughs> Wall of shame, run defense. If Brees Hall had been playing, the Jets would have blown us out. This is once again a horrible tackling team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Big R writes Wall of Fame digs. Wall of shame, Josh Allen, one and a half fire emojis. Damn, we go as far as he goes, and the Jets D had his number. The run D and Gabe because Josh hit him in the numbers at the end. Onward and hopefully upward go Bills. No wonder Big R's. Big R could be my, my burner account sometimes. That's a good one. I say it was good what he wrote because it was exactly what I said throughout the rest of the podcast. That was amazing. That was an amazing tweet. Best tweet ever. AJ Tharp writes, Wall of Fame. No one came ready to play today. I do believe we can skip the Wall of Famers this week. Wall of Shame, everyone. And now it looks like Allen's elbow is hurt. If he's seriously hurt, we're seriously screwed. 
0-2 without Poyer this year. Maybe we rethink his contract. Dude, give Poyer Edmonds his money. <laughs> I know they want to re re-sign Edmonds. How about we just re-sign Poyer and uh, you know see what we can do with Dodson. <laughs> Wasn't that a stat like several years ago with Poyer? Like he was injured for a bunch of games a couple years ago, two, three years ago. Was that what it was? I thought that was the weird stat with EJ Gaines back like five years ago. Is that the one you're thinking of? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, they were like that rings a bell. They were like six and one with him and like one and five without him or something weird like that. Yeah, it was definitely defensive back. That's not a. That's not like a a true. You know, it's just you don't know if it's a causation or correlation, right? Like they both might have happened, but it's that, such a small sample size that. Well, there's so many. No, there's so I many mean, other factors. There's variables right, at, right. at play. But, I mean, there's we all know how important Poyer is to the team, though. I mean, between him, Hyde, and White being out, and then Milano on top of that, I mean, obviously, you mean that going to be great? You mean Maddie the Mauler? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do, right? But they still held adjusted 20 points, right? Like, the offense needs to do its job, too. Yes. Yes, correct. Correct. The offense. I still put most of the blame on the offense. Correct. Super Bowl 57 champs at Saks. Dave writes, Wall of Fame, the clock for finally ending the misery. Wall of Shame, the entire game. SMH. Can we do negative fire emojis? (laughs) Steve. Uh, writes, Wall of Fame, no one. We have no excuse for that loss. Wall of Shame, Allen, the O-line, the D-line with no pressure all day, and the linebackers constantly being out of position. It was a team effort to lose that game and a total team letdown overall. Offense has been out of it since last week's second half. Yeah, absolutely. If Josh is seriously hurt, our season has come to an end. The line had, ha- the line had him under pressure all day on almost every drop back. They, when when Steve wrote that was a team effort to lose that game and a total team letdown overall, it was a t- it took a team effort. It re- for some reason, it reminded me of that quote from The Office when Michael's like, uh, it takes a big man to admit when he's wrong, and I'm that big man. <laughs> for some reason, I don't know. The wording just made me think of it. Let's see what we got here. Sometimes I like to scroll toward the bottom just to see if we get any new people. They haven't. K. Ann Bugage writes, Wall of Fame, Edmonds. He had that interception. Wall of Shame, McDermott not challenging. Yep. The defense as a whole, backups didn't cut it. Josh, the boneheaded interceptions can't happen. <laughs> Buffalo Dill writes, this is funny. He just says, I don't want to play today. <laughs> the Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame. But I will still listen. <laughs> I don't want to play today, but I will still listen. That's funny. This one's funny. Just saying, writes, Wall of Fame, maybe the kid holding the balls on the sideline. He did his job. In Wall of Shame, Josh Allen looking like crap for the last six quarters. Jacob Schoberl writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen's legs, I guess. Me for not smashing my TV. (laughs) Wall of Shame, what's my limit? The Bills' run D was awful. Josh Allen, awful through the air. Receivers not named Diggs. And not going to blame Bass for the missed 55 yarder. Tough for any kicker. Oh, well, it's just like, just like Mike said. I still didn't think Bass had a good game, but I don't think he's on the wall of shame necessarily. Wall of Fame: Josh two running touchdowns. Tyler Bass two extra points and one field goal. Wall of Shame: The D line got beat with running plays, and the O line got beat all game long. Josh is forcing passes, resulting in interceptions. Yep. 
Jason Statham, Wall of Fame me for having to sit there and watch that. Wall of Shame, everything bills. Fair to play the Jets. They showed up. We didn't. Nobody is perfect. I didn't expect to lose, but we didn't make the right adjustments. Let's bounce back next week and take it out on the Vikings. John, if the Bills come out tomorrow or come out next week and Bill or I'm sorry, beat the Vikings by uh two scores, does that make up for this loss to the Jets in your mind? That won't make you feel any better about the season or the outlook? I don't know about make up, but I mean they they should win every game, right? Like if they don't then yeah, I I don't know. Like I, I don't know what to say. What what are the Vikings now? Eight and one, seven and one? Like if they beat them, like that's a huge win. That's their biggest win of the season against, you know, the team with the best record that they've played so far. Yeah, but if you're gonna win games, they gotta be against conference and divisional opponents. Like if you're gonna pick and choose, I'd rather beat the Jets than the Vikings. Well, yeah, me too, but I mean given the fact that, you know, they can't do that right away, like you would you that wouldn't leave you feeling a little bit better i mean yeah i know statistically it doesn't help as much but i gotta be honest if, if the bills beat the vikings next week and it's in I forget, oh yeah it'll it feel in, great oh that's my that's my question okay but it that's won't make up for losing to the jets but it'll still feel great next week yeah well they'll make up for losing to the jets when they play them next time right Andrew Freeman writes. Oh. <laughs> Andrew Freeman writes. Wall of Fame, no one. A lot of people going with your same Wall of Fame, John. Wall of Shame, Gabe Davis. What does he do exactly? <laughs> hey, you know what's funny is, like, this is a, a two bad games for Gabe Davis. I thought he was supposed to be healthy. Like, we were thinking that this was going to be, you know, he looked really good the game right before the bye. We're like, this is this is, he's a great wide receiver. And then a few games later, we're just like. You know, we're like Andrew right here. He's saying, what does he do exactly? It's a great question. A wide receiver who can't catch or get open. Allen seeing ghosts like his buddy Sam Darnold. Jaquan Johnson and Serenial. They shouldn't be playing snaps on defense. They both stink. Yeah, well, injuries. <laughs> injuries or they wouldn't be. Karen, hashtag Let's Go Buffalo, writes, Wall of Fame, the camera, forgetting to leave the game, LOL. <laughs> Wall of shame. Did anyone try unplugging the bills and plugging them back in? <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Quarterback one, she says, three fire emojis because because of interceptions and sprinkling in, quote unquote, who the f was that th- that two throws? Uh, <laughs> the who the f was, was that two throws? Yeah, he definitely had a few of those. Gettysburg was does not c- compute. And the sweet sassy molassy play of the game was the Josh Allen uh, touchdown end zone breakdance move. Yeah, that was cool. All right, let's get one more in because uh, this one's gone long. Private Joker 2003, Wall of Fame. Von Miller made a few great plays at opportune times, but no one played very well. Wall of Shame, Josh Allen is probably not the MVP front runner at this exact moment after getting outplayed by Zach Wilson. Let's see, Lonnie D'Angle writes, Tough game since... Wasn't televised in my area. Had to listen to the call on Sirius. Yeah, I, yeah, we mentioned that. And that's right in the uh, in the Twitter spaces. He said he said that. Um, Christy McComber writes Wall of Fame. Kind of hard to find today. Wall of Shame. Josh not looking like Josh. The tackling. Bass with some issues. And Bills Mafia Twitter for freaking out a little. Good teams have bad games. It's going to be okay. Go Bills. I still love you, Josh Allen. Aw. Sweet. Thank you guys all for doing that. Those were the uh, Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. 
uh guys uh we went over a ton of different things um in this one do you have any final thoughts on this loss to the jets uh john i'll start with you first anything you didn't you want to you want to end this with before we sign off no i i I don't have anything to add do you feel a little bit better since you know we started the episode like do you feel like maybe it's not as bad after talking with us or are you still in a bad place no okay Okay, he's still in a bad place. Gotcha, dude. You seemed like a great place when I even mentioned the fact that I read a book or even read pages from a, a book, said book. That was the funniest thing you'd ever heard. You thought I, you would think I was uh, freaking Don Rickles up here or like uh, Rodney Dangerfield, you know, Richard Pryor in his heyday. Like who? <laughs> You're like, oh my god, that's the funniest thing I've ever said. I thought I was like, oh, John's turned around. He's happy again. Nope. John's still, in, John's still in a rough place. He went back down. I'll be texting you later, John. Well, at least he tried. <laughs> All I have to do is mention that I've read something, and uh, John will just... I'm just going to text you once a day. Be like, John, I read, a, I read a few pages from an actual book today. LMFAO, John. <laughs> uh, Mike, any final thoughts on uh, the loss? Do you have uh, updated odds? of winning the division, getting to the playoffs, all that stuff like you normally do? Yes. The Bills' projected record is 13-4. and four. They have a 96% chance to make the playoffs, 68% chance to win the division, 45% chance to get the first round by, and 18% chance to win the Super Bowl, making them second. Eagles have a 19% chance. The Chiefs are third with 16 Cowboys fourth with twelve percent chance to win the Super Bowl, and then it falls off quite dramatically. So, so I would say this is still very encouraging. John, you just heard what he said, right? Like a sixty-eight percent chance to win the division. There's, I, right? Like teams don't go undefeated. You got to lose some. So is what it is. Yeah, and like fifty-six percent of all statistics are made up. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Mike. Thank you for bringing that to it. John had nothing. Mike could brought up statistics, and then John just made fun of Mike for bringing up statistics. So I liked it. I appreciated it, Mike. Um, thank you guys all for listening. Appreciate that. Um, again, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Signing off for John. See you next week. <laughs> for Mike. Go Bills. Great season so far. Uh, for me, Nate, the, the sky is not falling. There's more to this season. A big win over the Vikings would do a lot for Bills Mafia. So uh, let's hope we're talking Bills victory next week. And go Bills. We'll talk to you then.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>